today my guest is Rob Hughes. Rob and I met on uh, Rocco's Modern Life, like, like most people have been talking to. We all met on Rocco. <laughs> Everybody met on Rocco. Yeah. So um, I came on Rocco from, from Rugrats. I was at Class Key and stuff, you know, and I had left and I went to Rocco. So how did you get, what did you do before? How did you get on Rocco? How did I get to Rocco? Yes. Um, the funny thing about Rocco. Where Rocko, did you come from? The funny thing about Rocco is I love that crew photo of all of us. Mm -hmm. And if you look at that crew photo, you, you go, oh, they got their own show. That guy got his own show. Those guys got oh, their yeah. own show. I don't, I don't know if uh, Hillenberg's in that photo. I think he's a cutout. Or he's was a that a, there's a cartoon of him. Yeah, he couldn't show there's it. A he, had a, of him, yeah. he was pitching a show or something, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm sure. So we just, just got the Kirk on there. But it was... Uh, Kirk is on there. Um, Skull was doing Little Bill. Oh, yeah. After, Robert yeah. Skull, uh, Dan and Swampy are in there. Howie uh, with, you know, everything he's done at Disney. Uh-huh. Anyway, uh, Rocco, um, I was an animator before I got into... Uh, an actual animator. An actual animator with pa Frank paper flipping. Flame, yeah. Um, and I was uh, picking up commercial... Uh, stuff from a couple of commercial studios here in Los Angeles. And uh, my first job in Los Angeles was I was working for Mattel on the CNC video phone. You ever hear of that? No. Going back in time. I know years ago they, they were trying to do a video phone, but not as a toy, like a real thing. Well, it was, yeah, it was a phone that was basically a DVR remote. It's uh -huh. like, would you like to talk to, you know, Copper the Salmon? Dial zero, and you dial zero, and it's basically rewinds to the right part on the tape, and uh -huh. and then you watch Copper the Salmon, you know, <laughs> if there was such a character. But uh, we were all working down at Mattel, down in Hawthorne, and two of the guys that I worked with uh, were knew about Rocco, so they said, "Oh, he can do it. Come on up." And what I was doing when I started on Rocco was called animation timing, and animation timing is basically. It's a sort of a graphic, so what descriptive year was that? shorthand. You started on, in 94, Rocco? Because I started in 93. 93. Okay. Yeah, I was there from the beginning. I timed the title So the sequence. phone stuff was when? <coughs> before that. Before that. Like, 93, <laughs> yeah. Well, in the 80s. I mean, it was at, uh, I got out here in 87. And before mm -hmm. that, I was in Chicago animating on commercials mm -hmm. in the uh, late 80s. But nobody cares about that. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. But yeah, we were... It was weird. You go, uh, you go to a studio. You talk to the, call someone on the phone. And go, uh, do you have anything? Yeah, I've got a scene. And they would hand you a scene folder, put it in the car, bring it home, go to my desk here, and, uh -huh. and uh, draw it. You know, and uh, it was a footage rate. So footage was very important to me. Something that nobody knows about now or cares. It's not particularly necessary anymore. Yeah. But uh, if you care about the animator, you need to know about the footage. Um, what that did was, I mean, you get a scene with two characters in it, and you get paid this much a foot, you're doing twice the work. Yeah. You get a scene with five characters in it, you're doing five times the work. And granted, in commercials, you know, secondary characters, tertiary characters, mm -hmm. they don't move too much. They just blink every five feet, you know, so you just kind of keep them there while the main mm -hmm. character does his thing. But still, you have to count for five characters, and... When, now, when I set up scenes and do that, I'm thinking about the animators. Do you want this scene to look good? You know, reduce the number of people in the shot. Mm -hmm. And you'll get the good animator. Because the guy, the scene, the people with the seniority at the animation studio, 
they're going to get the cake scenes. They're going to get the good ones. So those those are the ones that really shine. The acting, the the moments with the heart in them, mm-hmm. you know. So I think about what I'm doing, how it will affect the person that's actually drawing it, because it's it's weird what we draw, as everyone knows, here in in uh, at Nickelodeon at Disney. It never goes on television. Yeah, yeah, but it kind of does. Anyway, it's a template for, for other people. To well, it, it does. I I saw the uh, uh, Phineas and Ferb on D plus, mm-hmm. and they have the little you know little screenshots of each episode, and I can look at that and I can tell you I'm like that's an Antoine drawing right there. <laughs> I can tell because they keep they keep the essence of what was in the storyboard. You know they have to stay on model technically, yeah. but they always did. Lean more on the storyboard. Yeah, much time also. for some of that stuff. I can I can spot a Dietrich drawing. I can spot an Antoine drawing, <laughs> and then later on, like uh, season three and four, I can spot my my stuff. So how did you get on um, um, from from working on that for that film day to Rocco? How did you hear about the needed people? Well, I had two friends, and they were uh, two timers, Chuck Sheets and Pete Michaels. Mm-hmm. Both. So where was that company? Like, were in L.A. or Orange County? Or? Mattel. Mattel, yeah. It was down in Hawthorne. Oh, yeah. But before that, I was at Duck Soup, which mm-hmm. is in Santa Monica. Duck Soup did, you know, Tony the Tiger, Tricks, Rabbit, mm-hmm. all that stuff. Same thing. But uh, yeah. I actually started working in-house there. And when I left, they let me keep my desk. That's where I got this Disney desk. Oh, I see. Because one of the partners down there was uh, an animator at Disney. And he had long since moved on. I bought it for 75 bucks. (laughs) (laughs) It still has the address on it. In here, yeah. And the the serial number scratched off. The 50s? 60s? Well, it it is on uh, Alameda, which is where Disney is now. Before that, it was down in... uh, uh, Hyperion. Yeah, Hyperion. Yeah. yeah, it was the Hyperion thing. So you heard there was there were Nickelodeon was looking for stuff. Did you need yeah. a job or you, you wanted to switch? Well, they said uh, they said uh, they needed animation timers, and I'm like, mm. the hell's a timer? Well, basically, it's animating without drawing, and I'm like, oh, I can do that. Yeah. Um, animation timing is a real specialty. Like I was saying before, it's it's uh, it's shorthand which. Uh, coincides with the soundtrack and the storyboard to tell the people overseas exactly what we expect. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's little clues and little... So it's, it has a lot of little shorthand stuff yeah. in it. Basically, the timing that we used was developed for Rugrats by uh, Silverman, I think. Hmm. Before that, the director would look at the X sheet and talk to the animator and kind of scribble, I want this to happen here and there, you know, and then leave the X sheet yeah. there. But uh, Rugrats and then eventually system, uh, Simpsons created a system that everybody used. Hmm. When uh, Anyway, when I started on uh, Angry Beavers, I, I made a Bible for it. Hmm. This is how we are going to do it. And the timers that I hired were familiar with it. Hmm. This is hmm. the nomenclature we're going to use for this project. And then uh, I was picking up, I was going to do some freelance timing on CatDog at one point. And they're like, well... I don't know if you know, you know, we, we time kind of a special way here. And I'm like, why? Well, you know, I'm flexible. I'm not, yeah. you got to be flexible. Every job you go on to, it's like, what, what do they want? And they're like, well, we have a timing guide here. And they hand it to me and I'm like, do you think you can handle it? And I'm like, I, I wrote this, you guys, <laughs> <laughs> you just, you just scribbled off angry beavers and put cat dog right there. 
you know, I think I think I can handle it. So it was a standard for a long so you, time. So you heard that they were looking for people on Cat on uh, not Cat on, on Rocco. Yeah, at, at the time I was yeah. working at U.S. Animation in Hollywood. Hmm. Uh, U.S. Animation was just developing a uh, uh, digital. It was one of the first digital uh, scan and paint companies. I was I started there as the midnight scanner. <laughs> so you scan a joint so they can be colored yep. on computer. Stick down a little peg bar on the scanner. And the scanner was roughly the size of a Volkswagen. It was huge. I mean back back you know, mm, the first yeah. scanner was ten thousand dollars and it was it was like the the top one foot of a file cabinet. It was like that big. Uh-huh. And it took just about three and a half minutes to scan one drawing. And I worked after work, after I did all my freelance and stuff, I'd go in like 6 o'clock and work until like 2 in the morning. And uh, I'd put the drawing in, close the cover, click the mouse, and... <laughs> it just took three and a half minutes to scan. And then I'd open it and put another drawing in. So I got to a point where it's like I'd put it in and see how many push-ups I could do. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'd put it in and I'd like go in the next room and just play with the receptionist's uh, uh, Mac, you know, yeah, yeah, yeah. play games on the Mac. And it's like, and when I'd hear the, nang, 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 the reset sound, I'm like, oh, okay, get up and change. So I got a lot of miles in. Uh-huh. Uh, and then eventually I went over to animation. We did, we were working on uh, the pre-ride sequence for the Hanna-Barbera ride at, oh, um, yeah. down in Hollywood. Uh, Universe. Florida. Oh, yeah. In Florida. Yeah. And uh, uh, Roger Chason? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yes. Called up, hey, we can really use you. Come in Monday. Yeah, he was a director on... on uh, he was a director on, on Rocco. Oh, he's a good guy. County director, yeah. Yeah, yeah, he's a good guy. Um, he said, yeah, come on in. They needed, they needed timers after that. Yeah. Come on in. Start Monday. You got such a great recommendation from Chuck huh. and Pete. And I'm like, yeah, okay, cool. You know, it, I was an animator. I know how yeah, to talk. Yeah, yeah. It's, it, 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 it was, I was actually fast, you know. Um, I show up. This was uh, like a week earlier. I told them at U.S. Animation. They threw me a farewell party on uh-huh. Friday. You know, hey, all right, bye. You know, I walk out, you know. And everybody signed a card for me. And I go up, I go into Rocco Monday, and I run into Quinn first thing. And she's like, who? I'm like, <laughs> Robert Hughes. I was, uh, Roger told me to come in and, I don't know, you know, hey, you know, and everybody in there had such weird <laughs> names. It was Quinn and, and, uh, and, uh, who were the other? Didi. Didi. Yeah, there was like, everybody had like a, <laughs> a weird cartoon name. Yeah. And, uh, um, Roger wasn't there. Roger had left. He had left the show? He left the show. Because I remember when he left, he was, there was a party for him. <laughs> He had his party the same (laughs) day I did. So I show up and they're like, yeah, nobody knows who you are. And I'm like, Uh mother (laughs) podcast. So I, oh crap, can I use your phone? I call up US Animation. I'm like, can I have my job back? And they're like, yeah. And I'm like, I'll I'll be there in an hour. So I showed up, you know, 10 o'clock. I was an hour late for work. I went back to US Animation. And then I'm like, what the hell? And I, and I, talk to Chuck and Pete and I'm like well what happened I, you know I don't I don't, I don't know what happened I'm like well that was embarrassing how did they know about that job I don't know how they yeah. they got well it might have gone through a, there was like a UCLA connection uh-huh. and one of the other people was from UCLA it might have been Roger yeah maybe yeah it might have been I don't know um, but uh, 
long about Wednesday, I got a phone call from Tony. Uh-huh. Tony Austin was uh, he just like a coordinator or something yeah, at the I think time. So, he yeah. started off like mm-hmm. we all did, like uh-huh. yeah. Um, and he calls up. He's like, "Is this, this is Robert Hughes?" You know, like, yeah. You, know, you were supposed to come in, money. You know, what happened? Like, I went there, and nobody knew who I was. Well, who'd you talk to? I'm like, well, I talked to you know, Cookie and and Schnooky and Duda and Flinky Flinky. There was a Cookie. I remember Cookie. The painter. Oh, she was awesome. Yeah. Oh, I forgot about Cookie. Yeah, I talked to I talked to Pumpkin and Peaches and. You know the rest of the Spice Girls. It's like like Smurfs, you know. <laughs> and he goes, "Well, you know, you should have you should have talked to me." And I'm like, "I didn't, I didn't know to go straight to Tony Austin." Yeah. And uh, like within within you know two weeks, we were like best friends. Uh-huh. You know that that's how I met Tony. Yeah, <laughs> and you know we're still friends and everything. Um, I remember his little uh, desk in the hallway. It's not like a cube, it's like a desk, a tall, tall desk. Yeah. You know, like a well, Rocco was, um, it, what I tell everybody is that Nickelodeon basically, when it started off, it was a junk dealer. It just collected a lot of shows and put them up there. Nick at night. Mm-hmm. They showed, uh, you know, the Donna Reed show and stuff that was just like kind of mediocre at the time, but they put this, hey, spin on it. Mm-hmm. You know, look at how campy and we are. They, they showed a whole cartoon, like a Warner Brothers stuff. Did they? Uh, yeah, they had Bucks Bunny stuff. Yeah, oh. all wonderful stuff. But then they they reached a point where they decided to start making their own content. Course, yeah. Um, so they they went to Spumco, they got Ren and Stimpy, they mm-hmm. went to Settlemire, they went to Klasky, and they got yeah. all those shows. And Rocco was the first in-house Nickelodeon yeah, show. Yeah, was the second wave. They mm-hmm. had the first three shows, and then they decided to do their own thing. Yeah, which their own studio, which was great for yeah. us. Yeah, because yeah. we could get away with murder because everybody was looking at our naughty older brother Ren and Stimpy. <laughs> all the all the production people, all the core, all the uh, yeah. executives were just like you know, oh that ooh, those guys, because it was you could see the glow from their studio, just yeah. the chaos that was going on <laughs> over there. It's like in the night sky, you could see there's Spongo, <laughs> and and we heard stories and stuff like that. So we you know nobody was really. It, it, it is so rare. I look back on that time and just kind of go, everybody just went, yeah, okay. Mm-hmm. Nobody yeah. ever said, um, no, this is the way we do it. Because mm-hmm. we were all just kind of making it up. And uh, I, I think everybody Joe... was very young. I mean, everybody was either... There was a wave of people who were in their 20s, yeah. like, like Jim, Jim Lieber and Tony Austin. And then there was a wave of people in their early 30s. Like yes. us and, and other people and that that was it there was one I remember uh, well Roger Chasson might have been older but um, Joe Pearson was like 40 yeah the old guy Tim Berglund yes that's right yeah he remembers hitchhiking that's how old that guy is <laughs> <laughs> but uh, and, and yeah. Joe uh, and Joe was like 32 or something 30 yeah I had a great time with Joe I thought Joe was very nice he was uh, you know he gave me he gave me a job, of course, and yeah. it's and uh, and I was, you know, I timed the title sequence and I mm. turned off the lights at the end. I was the last one out the door. Yeah, you know, I was there the, for the entire run of the show. So after that, like, if you were the last one on the door, because I was almost the last one. I was the last person drawing yeah. at the door. You know, 
So then it was hard to get something else because everything was daffed up. Yeah. So well, that's what happened. George yeah. Shaltis and I. Because the, the very next thing was Hey Arnold. Yeah. And that was it. I went down to Hey yeah, Arnold and it's like, well, we already have directors, and I'm like, yeah. Well, what, what, the, sh- <laughs> what the shit, man? Yeah. I, you know, but that's that's kind of the way it was. I really should have peed in that corner <clears> sooner. <throat> you know, I should have gone down there and raised hell. So I, I just went back in as a timer. What happened on Rocco was yeah. I was a timer for first season. Second season, I became an animation director. Mm-hmm. And the animation director is the person who supervises the timers, basically. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so uh, I, I think there were four of us, and there were four board teams. And everybody was... All the, all the directors were clamoring to get... Um, you know, Mark O'Hare and, and Hillenberg's uh-huh, stuff. Because uh-huh. their stuff was just nutty and disjointed. And Dan and Swampy did... Uh, theirs were a little more lyrical, mm-hmm. you know? And they were always trying to put songs in and stuff, which is basically what Phineas and Ferb ended up being. Yeah, yeah. And uh, I worked with them a lot, and I think that's what got me the job on Phineas. But uh, And then over on the other side was uh, Tim Berglund and... Eventually, John McIntyre was over there. Yeah, I forgot who was. Yeah. Oh no, he went over with when Tim left. He took over as the one of the board guys. With yeah, but I thought he was working with Tim for a while. Probably. Tim was working with someone else before. Yeah. Yeah, I forgot his name. I can see his face. I forgot. Um, he did Skull's Robert Skull's stuff was really subversive. Robert Skull <laughs> and who's the guy he worked with? Anyway, he worked with Hillenberg for a bit. Yeah, everybody was kind of mixed up. I mm-hmm. think I think one of the first shows was Swampy and Hillenburg, and they kind of yes. But yeah, um, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, they got mixed up. So so everybody had their preferences. It's just like oh, you don't want to work on those guys' show because you'll have to. And everybody was avoiding Dan and Swampy, mm-hmm. and I'm like, why? It's all here, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I didn't... Well, people have their preference of what they want. Everybody does, but, but uh, yeah, my point is that uh, it was four different types of show mm-hmm. with the same characters. They're like the old Bugs Bunny and the old Warner Brothers. Right, people right. People can tell... Uh, Tex, yeah, the difference yeah, between yeah. Tex and Chuck. Mm-hmm. And that's that's what we had going at the same time. And I think that's what made the show appealing. People were... Mm-hmm. And people had their favorites, you know. Yeah, Some people yeah. liked Ed Bighead and his weirdo, his... Yeah. <laughs> you know... Anyway, after Rocco, uh, I went down to Hey Arnold. Well, you, you did end up on Hey Arnold, even if it was almost I was almost I was timing, and I think the line oh, yeah, yeah, was yeah, yeah. trying to, didn't like me or something, mm-hmm. I don't know. But uh, I went down there, and uh, I left for a directing job at a place called Fred Wolf. Mm-hmm. Fred Wolf Films. Fred Wolf did uh, Ninja Turtles. Oh, yeah. And... Uh, um, I did uh, storyboard cleanup for Ninja Turtles pretty early on, and um, it didn't really work out, and they didn't call me back. That's as close as I've ever been to being fired. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, okay, I, all right, whatever. It's not my thing. It was one of four jobs that I was doing, and I was overloaded, and I'm like, okay, fine. I kind of yeah. stepped away from it. And then, you know, three or four years later, they hire me as a director. Oh, uh, where? On, uh... Uh, at Fred Wolf. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So I kind of closed out the turtles. So you were on there as a tonger for what? And then director? Uh, I was a director. And that's the end of the first part of my conversation with Rob Hughes. Please join us uh, for the next episode, the part two, where 
Rob will um, talk about working on Phineas and Ferb, among other things, among all the other projects he's worked on, working overseas before Phineas and Ferb, um, Warner Brothers after Phineas and Ferb. So all that stuff will be in part two. Uh, also, head over to the website, the cartoon, uh, cartoonlunch.com website, where you can listen to all the podcast episodes so far, and uh, also all the video clips, video little little short one to three minute video clips of, of the podcast episodes, so you can watch the, the guest, and a lot of pictures and other stuff. So, I hope I'll see you next time. Thank you. <laughs>